you want to listen to a pretty all right podcast about wrestling, do ya? Well, the natural lad, Jim Swag, has said time and time again that there's only one podcast that's the most decent and the most all right in the industry today. And that's who? It's the Game Raven Wrestling Podcast. Fucking right. It's us, the Game Rage Wrestling Podcast. Back again for more fucking punishment. This is episode number fucking eight. I don't know why I'm saying fuck a lot in this one. Maybe because I'm amped up about this fucking episode, I think. I just feel like I got a lot going on. Anyways, my name is Josh. Uh, here with today with Adam. Howdy. Howdy. Yeah, that's Adam. Yeah. Um, and uh we got we got some uh got some shit to talk about today yeah got mostly some, mostly wwe it, yeah it's gonna primarily be wwe and got some interesting things adam and i have <laughs> talked about previously yeah and uh we're gonna see where they go where they take us on the recorded version on the recording so uh obviously everybody knows about the whole cm punk thing we we talked about that last week and so we we kind of had discussed uh oh man this this raw is going to be off the chains man it's going to be so good and i'm going to have to be honest i don't think i don't think they fucking capitalized on this it was either a 5 out of 10 or a 16 6 out of 10 overall cuz there yeah. were good moments sure it, yes it started crap and it ended on crap yeah um so yeah, I've been trying to it. look up yeah. the matches and shit, like mm-hmm. working our way through. Uh... So the first hour of the three-hour program, right, was commercial-free, though, or light commercials or oh, something, what, right? what a service they did for us, and they didn't even give us good programming. And so we we had kind of discussed this before, and I think, well, you and I did off, off the podcast, but I, I there's obviously two ways of looking at this. Either... If it was me, though, I would have said, shit, man, there's no commercials. That's when I know people are going to fucking be really watching because you don't have to sit through fucking commercials. That's me as a consumer. I don't I hate commercials. So if you're going to give me on, quote unquote, pub, not public television, but on a regular television channel, a no commercial hour. Holy shit. I, I'm going to I'm going to be making sure I try to tune into that. And so if I was them, I would have tried to capitalize on that by saying, hey, I got the most eyes on this right now. That's it. We're going to fucking do the hot shit right now. We're start off strong. Yeah. So I don't know how the Nielsen ratings work, but if they were doing. If the Nielsen ratings are based on the first 30 minutes, I think it's the quarter hour. I think it's it's zero and then it's 15 and then it's 30 and then 45 and then zero again. Okay, but in any case. If they were advertising that they were going to have ad free programming for, for one hour an hour yeah it would be with the intention that they're trying to get the most amount of viewers within the first hour possible to further shove their cock down AEW's throat. oh yeah that's i mean that's what i would fucking assume that they were trying to do yeah 
But okay, now this is the other flip side of it of how I can also kind of see where they were going with this. They probably figured this is also the hour that we're not making any fucking money because there's no advertisers because that's where they're getting. That's where the money's coming in, right? It's on the advertising. So, well, at least that's for the network. Yeah, for well, yeah, for that. Um, so, well, because it's also on the USA Network, right? Yeah, so that's where that's what I'm talking about for their advertising, like the oh, right, commercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's where I can see where they could have said, "Okay, guys, let's just put some bullshit on for hour one that's quote unquote commercial free." Because, like, who cares? We're not making any money. We don't need to capitulate or cap not capitulate. We don't need to capture an audience and hold them to watch commercials. Let's put the good shit on when the commercials are playing. When they when the commercials are going to happen, so that way you're gonna you're gonna see you want to see Cody Rhodes. You're gonna want to see CM Punk. You're going to want to fucking see Seth Rollins. You're going to want to see those guys. So let's wait to hold them. Let's hold them back until hours two and three when we'll pop a Cody Rhodes segment. But people are going to stick around and watch the commercials where we're going to make the money because that's how we sell more advertising. So I can see them doing that from a business perspective or a business standpoint, I guess. Yeah. So we see their best programming for the later stuff to please. To please their advertisers, right? Well, yes, to to please the advertisers of yes, we got the good, we got the we numbers, got the good segments, yeah, so it, it, and, yeah, right. And then also, what plays into that factor too, where unlike back in the day, there's no one directly competing against them on Monday nights, other than maybe the NFL. But that's too. It's tomato, tomato, fucking. Mm, nope. I would say they would be de- directly comp- No, actually, no, they wouldn't because Monday night football is from five to eight. Well, actually, no, even. Hmm, I don't know, dude. Cause it depends, I think, where on the where in the, the, the time yeah. zone. Because then it, it would conflict. It, it, yeah. it, it would possibly conflict. But yeah. even then, I don't think that the people that are I don't if you're gonna watch one or the other, I don't think you're gonna if you're a fan of both, you're watching both. If you're a fan of the NFL, you're probably not gonna if and you, and you don't like wrestling, you're not gonna watch wrestling. If you like wrestling but don't want to watch football, you're not gonna watch football. So it's not like there's another wrestling program on that they're competing against like back in the day. Yes. And so when you were you were booking the show back then you had to i mean you had to make sure that okay every fucking minute is fire it's got to be great so we can maintain and hold the audience from clicking over to the other show we need to fucking keep them here so <clears throat> now we don't have that problem if you like wrestling you're going to watch monday night raw and that's you know that's what you're going to watch there's no other option of wrestling on at that same time so yes hey fuck it we can we can we can fuck off for the first hour we don't need to make the first hour fire it can just be whatever because eh, we're gonna we're gonna make the good shit for the for the advertiser. So I can I, I see it. I see where kind of maybe where they were. Going. Yeah, that makes sense. It still pisses me off though. But they were selling it as okay, and maybe this is me inferring what they meant because our yeah. pre-programming. Oh fuck yeah, we're gonna get CM Punk for at least twenty minutes to start off with Raw. Oh, un- uninterrupted or, or yeah. Randy Orton, right? Un- 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 uninterrupted. And it turned out to be the case that that's how they ended up starting Raw was. And I think that, that, that that's nice that they gave the opening segment to Randy Orton. Actually, I don't know if it's better or worse, because where, where do you want to be as a wrestler or whatever? You rather be the person cutting the promo at the very end or the beginning, because at least you when you start off, you have everybody's attention from the get go. Which means like if you were a wrestler that had their promo cut very end you have to wait 
you're like you're hoping that everybody's gonna stick around to the very end and you don't know if that'll happen so you almost want to be the first person therefore randy orton got the benefit of this particular raw by cutting yeah promo first. and and most of the i, I kind of feel most of the programming or the booking aspects most of the shows start even going back in the day you know during the monday night wars sometimes they'd start with a match but mostly they're there's there's i feel like they're starting with a with a segment like a talking like a like a mic segment like a mic work segment and i feel like as of late that you've got we've kind of had that go back and forth a little bit whereas in the early i feel like in the early 2000 era like when evolution was around man i felt like like almost every monday night raw even like they come out first triple H's, they all got their suits on and shit and they yeah. come out in the ring and they start talking shit about some they, you know they're, they're doing a fucking talking shit segment to set up, you know, what's going to happen later on in the episode, I guess. Yeah. So, I do, and it was very reminiscent of that with Randy Orton coming out right as soon as, the, right out the gate. I was just like, damn, all right, this, this is, this is, this is okay. Right. And again, I think, I thought Randy Orton's segment was, was decent. I didn't think it was fucking terrible. Um, yeah, the, the bulk of it was that he pandered to the audience. Yes. It's great, it's great to be back and yeah, I'm going to be around as long as I can. Yeah. But, uh. Man, uh, I guess real quickly, because he ended up having a match against one of the members of the Judgment Day, which was Dom. Yeah. Dominic Mysterio with the aid of J.D. McDonough. Yeah, yeah. Um, Randy Orton is looking a little stiff, dude. Well, yeah, man. I mean, he had that fucking... I mean, he had back surgery. Yeah, and that's not... I'm not... Um. I'm not bad mouthing him or yeah. anything like that, but it's father time catching he, up with him. Yeah. But I will say during the, I mean, and we'll get to it, but one thing that was cool of note is that dude, he, he looks uh, granted. He can't move like really fast and everything as, yeah. as, as he's not a young buck. Right. Or anything like that. But man, when he does particular moves, like, you know, I, I think it's called a power slam, right? Yeah. When somebody's running towards you and you scoop them up and you you rotate them over it, you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Dude, he make. Oh, my God. I, I love the way he delivers that, dude. It yeah. looks fucking so good. Uh, so not I, even though I was talking about like his body aging. He still looks good when it comes well, to. I mean, also, man, he's he's in his he's like forty three or forty four years old, man. Like he's an old he's 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 getting and he's been wrestling for twenty fucking years at this point. Yeah, and his so move, or more even, I think. And I don't think the RKO has helped his back. Oh he no, always ends up landing on yeah. his back and anything like that just fucking. Which is probably why you would want to have like a move like fucking uh, the pedigree because it. Uh, I don't even know about that one because that one you're landing on your knees. Maybe that had his repercussions too. but if you wear knee pads yeah you're 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 softening the blow it still hurts that's true i imagine i mean not as bad as like fucking landing on your well back. you know what's funny is i don't like triple h obviously mainly uses the better i don't know if he has knee problems i mean he's got other problems he walks but... so he must be all right yeah i mean well i mean he did tear his quad but that's yeah that could have been who the fuck knows what yeah who knows what the fuck that caused that but yeah i i yeah definitely the rko has not helped him with that fucking back props. Probably what gave him the fucking back injury to be yeah, honest maybe. with you. Like, you know? Yeah. Uh so interesting part of that segment was that Rhea Ripley was oh, yeah. trying <laughs> to recruit Randy Orton 
to the judgment day to which he replied uh daddy's back yeah which was great yeah. oh mommy this oh mommy that yeah. which was cool and here is where my damn so should we do should we go off on a tangent so i can have this moment yeah so do have this moment? yes of course we're talking about tinfoil hats yeah yeah and now we're gonna dial back to uh survivor series right with our truth and the segment in which he appeared as the ruffles mark yeah yeah uh but seemingly I, out of nowhere seemingly out of nowhere for for who knows how long he's been fucking gone right oh yeah so my theory is that our truth is an interdimensional being and we saw evidence of this through a fan footage that yeah. showed that in the midst of him doing the ruffles you know whatever ruffles segment right. in, in a survivor series he was also in the audience yeah and then on Raw, at some point, I don't know where it was, he appeared once more and did not know the outcome of Survivor <laughs> Series, which lends to the the my conspiracy that our truth is many. He is omnipresent. How do I want to phrase this? There are many versions of our truth yeah, out there, right? And I don't know which one it is. He's not the same one. That's yeah. what you're saying. He's like. He's not always not always the same R truth that's that's coming out every single time. Yeah. And he's a you know, time traveler. Right. And the motherfucker doesn't age. Yeah. Oh no, yeah, exactly. That's that's a fact. And that was one of the things that we had talked about last time about R truth. I think, you know, I think he's the new Undertaker. He's the new he's the new timeless mythical character. Yeah. Because, you know, the Undertaker's, you know, gone. So So we've gotten shades of different R truths within the last couple of days. Right. R truth, well, as he's basically become the clown. He's become the Ruffles Mark. Yeah. He's become a member part of the, of the WWE universe. He's the WWE universe as a, an attendee. Yeah. And just our truth as our truth, which yeah. was in this segment that he did not know the our truth of wrestler. Yeah. Who did not know the outcome of Survivor Series, even though he was there. Very strange. It is very strange. It's which very therefore strange. and now this leads to the golden moment, the, the golden, crowning moment yes. of the crowning achievement. We, <laughs> I am a huge fan of R Truth, and therefore, to lend to the conspiracy theory of R Truth and us, the fanatics of R Truth, we will be calling ourselves the R Truthers uh, from this Indeed. day forward. From this day forth, there will be an R Truther segment likely on every fucking podcast. Yes, and uh, to get to dial back to the Randy Orton segment, yeah, I'm going to put my patented. R Truther tinfoil hat. Patented game rage wrestling <laughs> R Truther fucking hat. Tinfoil hat right on there, buddy. All right. So I'm starting to see some things happening. Yeah. Okay. And may may maybe it's just me. I'm not sure if I'm looking into this too much. Mm -hmm. But I personally feel as though Triple H has been investing in developing stables. Yeah. Damage control, right. judgment day. And uh I suppose the Alpha Academy. Mm, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, maybe I'm dropping the ball on some. Other, oh, the new stable with uh, big big dude ugh, used to be a UFC fighter. Oh shit! What's that guy's name? <sighs> I, I I can't remember. I, it's, oh it's, my I'm, god! I don't How could I not know this? Know. He he was in the WWE WWE in like 2006. Yeah. 
doesn't have a neck, can barely rotate it. Dude, yeah. come on. I know this. I don't know how I'm not. I don't know this either, but. Come on. Anyways. Um, so. <sighs> what the fuck? Yeah, I'm, I don't I'm, so, know. I'm sorry. I, let, I, let me look this up. Okay. All right. I'll hold down. So. Back to the uh, the R truther thing, yes. Uh, I, I we we do we we enjoy R truth and we enjoy him and we wanna we wanna highlight you know if he, what he has done over his career of being many different hats and now it's coming to fruition where he is wearing all of the hats and you know like Adam says has become an interdimensional being and is omnipresent but not omnipresent because he's. Everywhere but nowhere. He's basically my what I equate him to is Kang the Conqueror, as Kang the Conqueror Conqueror has many different versions of himself uh that I don't remember. But much like our truth, there are many yeah. there to our knowledge, there are four versions. Right now, currently, yes, there are four <laughs> versions of our truth that we know about. And I mean, I'm curious to see what the future is gonna hold and what what uh what versions of him we will see next. I mean, could we see another, you know, and you know, what's funny is he was the 24 seven champion for, for quite a while. And it's, it's, it's interesting that, that he would have been holding that title 24 seven because our truth goes all day. He's 24 seven. He's all around. He's, he's everywhere. He's everything. He's, you know, maybe, maybe that's the timeline split that happened that our truth was, uh, when he became the 24-7 champion, he he had to multiverse himself into being able to defend the title 24-7. But it's not just him. It's the multiple versions of himself fucking going around and fucking defending all the all the titles. Yeah, maybe interesting. Did you find this fucking thing yet? I'm working on it, man. Jesus oh my Christ. God. God, see, this is why we need a fucking guy or gal or they, them, whatever. To fucking sit here and look this shit up for us. Because we could be have been continued talking, and they probably would have fucking found this by now already. They would have been like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. What? I got it. Okay, what is it? It's fucking Bobby Lash. There you go. God damn. That's... Oh, my God. That's so fucking horrible. But Man. he has a stable now, yeah. too. Oh, okay. So, are, are, we, are we good with the... Yeah, no. I, truth? I was just making... I was just going on to keep this thing going so somebody was talking. So, yeah, go ahead. All right. So, our truth no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, so Bobby, there's been quite a few stables that have been developed, right? And I think that's a great thing. Yeah, I, 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 I Okay, so there has to be a perfect balance because it can't always be everybody's part of some... Some group or stable. Group, yeah, because yeah. then it... it then it means nothing. Yeah, then it means nothing. Yeah. You can be undersaturated and you can be oversaturated. There is a sweet fucking spot. And right now... Right now, I think we are just one group shy of, of the of the sweet spot. Yes, and that my the R truth, the R truth or tinfoil hat comes on. So because Triple H has been, I imagine, developing stables and such with damage control and all the other mentioned uh, yeah. stables. Randy Orton is now pitted against the Judgment Day, which right. means it's one person against, uh, let's see, the, was five, five people. Yeah. Five people at this point. Right. And my belief is that Randy Orton, if he's going to be facing the Judgment Day, is going to need some help. Right. And for at least, I mean, shoot, I don't remember when Legacy started, but it, it was comprised of Cody Rhodes and one other person that has, I don't even know who the fuck his name was, but. 
Apparently, he wasn't relevant enough to stick around. Nah, it was uh, fucking. I, I don't remember his name, but he was uh, what's his name's kid? Uh, Ted Ted D. It was Ted DiBiase Jr. Right? That was his actual name. Was it? Yeah, because he was Ted DiBiase's kid, and I think his name was actually Ted DiBiase Jr. Okay, I, in I, I guess I didn't do him. I didn't do him. Yeah, justice. terrible. But anyways, okay. In any case, my theory is that because of the threat Judgment Day poses to Randy Orton. He's going to have to reform. It would be lovely to have evolution again, but it's not going to happen because that was Triple H's thing. So legacy is Randy Orton's thing. And because Cody Rhodes has returned. Yeah. And Cody Rhodes was a former member and he also called on Randy Orton to arrive. Right. At Survivor Series. I think Randy Orton is going to look to some help. In Cody Rhodes. But there also be needs to be a third member because there is something like I guess the inverse ninja law, right? Yeah, the inverse ninja law is something like if there's one ninja, it's like the the rule of two, right? Yeah, the Sith are badass because there's only two, which means that there's a master and apprentice, but the apprentice is the one that does all the bidding and all that. Yeah, yeah. so he has to be fucking badass, right? Imagine if there's a hundred Sith. I mean, they must have been mediocre when. Yeah, they, yeah. So this is the strongest you know uh version or whatever. Yeah, yeah right so randy orton by himself is great by himself but he can't face five people so he at least needs two people so it kind of evens out amongst the yeah. five because jd mcdonough is a jobber yeah right Dom, Dom yeah, Dom, is, is he's, basically, he's basically a jobber, right he's a jobber with a belt so, yeah that's so the other two members can all three of them together can handle five people right yeah or four people so there was a segment on Raw at some point. It was a back behind the stage scene with Randy Orton and Jey Uso, who have had history because of the bloodline. Right. And Jey Uso apologized to Randy Orton about anything that had happened in the past. And Randy Orton said, hey, for all the things that have happened between us, it's all good. I've seen you interacting with cody and you've been doing right by him yeah therefore we're we're, we're good, good. we're straight there's yeah no, there's no bad blood between us as long as you know you're good or whatever yeah so my third my 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 leading candidate for the third member of the reprised legacy if the if it were to exist once more is jay uso oh yeah definitely <laughs> my belief is that Randy Orton will keep Jey Uso around because he is the Viper. Yeah. And he is somebody known to RKO anybody for the sake. Yeah, of just doing just, it. Yeah. Just being an asshole. Right, yeah. <coughs> that Randy Orton, although he has said on the surface that he forgives Jey Uso. Uh, that's lie. He keeps that's his lie. receipts. That's yeah. my. That's what I believe. Right. So he will keep his receipt on Jey Uso and it will be returned in favor at some point, but he will keep Jay Uso in legacy because it looks good. Right. Randy Orton being the son of Cowboy Bob Orton. Right. Cody Rhodes being the son of Dusty Rhodes. Or right. De- uh, and of course, Jay Uso being in the NOIE family. Yeah. Or the Fatu family. Oh, Rikishi's, he's Rikishi's yeah. son. No. So you have a multi generational stable yeah. Right, yeah. of second second generation and onwards uh members right and it would be really cool to see 
<laughs> at this point, the Judgment Day being the top stable within the WWE go against yeah. something as cool as this, like these three right. people going against. And then at some point, I don't know where you go with this with Randy Orton. If if uh, Cody Rhodes eventually becomes the undisputed World Heavyweight Title, yeah, maybe fucking Randy Orton betrays uh cody rhodes at some point because yeah. that's very akin to i mean the things he's done in the past that right he's, he's on a dime he can turn right you. yeah and you can go well, the opposite way with jameso yeah well and, and, and to pay his receipts right to get well, his receipt yeah. yeah and just well just like triple h turned on randy orton when he won the world heavyweight championship from chris benoit yeah and when when he was in evolution yeah and essentially Randy Orton would be doing the same thing. He would, you know, you, you keep him around and then it looks good on paper. He's, yeah. he's playing nice. They're, fa- oh, they're it's all to, three of them are facing a common enemy. Right. True. Yeah. Yes. The enemy of my enemy type deal. And then as soon as that's over with, oh, now I need to, I need to cash in my receipts and I need to get that belt Yeah, or whatever the, you know, whatever it is that Kelly has. Yeah. But yeah, I, 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 I think that theory is, is what's going to happen. I think I, that's I, I fucking, feel like it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, it's probably what should happen. Yeah. And that makes the most sense, at least to me. So oh, we'll see where it goes. I mean, I, I, I'm hopeful and I'm pretty confident that that's what's going to go down. Right. Uh, so we're, we're calling it here now that that's, that's how the legacy story is returning with yeah. uh, Cody Rhodes and, and Jay. So yeah. Um, and maybe they'll, they might add another one. Who knows? I mean, they might, I don't know who that fourth person could be, but, but it would be cool if there was a fourth person to build up <laughs> another talent within that company because that was randy orton you know yeah 10 or 20 years ago right there's somebody like uh coming up in nxt or something that he could pull up yeah and then also because you got rhea ripley you got a female is there any are there oh, shit there's a ton of fucking choices you could fight well maybe not a ton but i mean well charlotte flair i mean wait she's on she on smackdown or is she on raw he's on smackdown well either way you you say fuck it and you just fuck the system and you pull her over and then that's your second generation uh female version and then in in legacy yeah in legacy to take because you're gonna have to have somebody take and do something with rhea ripley like if right. you do this in my right, opinion right so and also rhea ripley's the women's champion so that's another you know well eventually if she loses the title then it would just be a good feud to have well it could uh, be it, that could be part of the feud is yeah. them trading the title maybe back and forth because there are no other titles involved in this. It's just a group versus a group, theoretically. Well, it should be that because then, because the the title itself already feels boring, right? And they should build themselves. Uh, well, well, even Charlotte Flair, because she's won a number of titles, but nobody really nobody gives cares. Because it. yeah. it's like, okay, the story usually revolves around her winning a title. It's like, can she do that? Could she capture an audience without fucking winning a title? Like, oh, I think she could. If if you put her in this storyline, I think. Yeah, so that would be a reason why maybe this would be interesting, uh, interesting to her to get involved. Because see, this this is what's interesting to see where it's going to go is because Legacy were originally they were heels. Now they're going to be a face kind of group, and Judgment Day is going to be the heel group essentially in this mm. in this deal. So it's going to be interesting to see where you know how that goes. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else to add? To this? Uh, not to the Legacy thing. No. Okay. So then we progress to Raw. Kind of a boring couple matches. Nia Jax versus, I think, Zoe Stark that I didn't really care for. I don't really like Nia Jax, I'm going to be honest. Uh, 
I don't think she's a safe worker because I mean, I've seen some of the matches with her. Yeah, just recent memory. There was one match I think maybe a couple weeks ago she faced Rhea Ripley. I think she actually sat down on her because you know how you can jump off the ropes and you you can hold yourself up just right. before you're yeah. actually going to collapse on them. Um, it didn't look like that, and she throws her weight around liberally, and I think she ends up actually hurting people. Mm. If I'm if I'm I don't know. I just thought it was a boring match. Didn't enjoy it, and uh, I'm not sure what else <laughs> what else followed afterwards. But then, uh, do you, you are you were you gonna be keeping track of like all the matches and saying anything specific about them no i really i just i didn't really have any positive comments i guess about yeah because i feel like the matches were they were kind of whack i didn't i I didn't really have any yeah positive things to say but mainly the segments the well obviously the cm punk the randy orton the cm punk and then the cody or the uh yeah the cody Rhodes segment yeah maybe that's the way to go about this episode mostly because that's probably where I was going to go next was with the Cody Rhodes thing. Yeah. So Cody Rhodes announced that he is. I actually thought he was going to. As much as I was thinking about the legacy theory, I thought maybe since they added new people that <laughs> he was going to announce he was going to go back to SmackDown. But it was actually something else. Right. Yeah. It was his. Uh, him announcing that he's going to be one of the end entrance for he's the entering royal, the royal rumble the first yeah. person to enter into the royal rumble then we cut to a segment the titan tron with shinsuke nakamura popping up oh, at, at, so good that was so good man yeah so what do, you, what do you got to say about that i thought it was fucking great i love that fucking he's he just doesn't give a fuck and he's just gonna speak japanese fucking all the time yeah. and honestly it kind of makes it even more intimidating that he's just talking Japanese and then there's subtitles. Like you have to read subtitles and know what the fuck he's saying. (laughs) Yeah. That's how much he doesn't give a shit about what you like. He doesn't care if you understand him or not. Cause he's going to come fuck you up. Yeah. And like that, like he just comes and then you're thinking, Oh man, he's talking all this shit. And then bam, he just comes out from behind and they just, they fucking clash. I love, okay. One of the things I love about wrestling is how, uh, I guess I'm convinced or rather, they make you suspend your disbelief that yeah these wrestlers can just hijack feeds right yeah, like yeah. on a Titan Tron that they could just randomly fucking throw on their own video or yeah. their own segment as somebody else is cutting a promo and then like, come like, or yeah. they don't explain it at all like right how, how is that even fucking possible it's it's not it's like oh what did he pay a guy in the truck to fucking pay <laughs> to play this right now yeah he's like hey man here's the DVD of me filming this thing go ahead and just fucking put that in about five minutes I'm gonna go run out there and then I'm gonna get him like you know yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, I will say because it feels like they have, if, if because the WWE feels like it has a wealth of riches at this point, right? Yeah. Uh, I think this is a really cool feud to have. Oh yeah, uh, me too. And I feel it, it's it's going to make me depressed, but I feel like Shinsuke is going to come out on the losing end of this feud. Oh, he's going to have to because they're going to be building. I think this is the one of the things, the stepping stones <coughs> of building Cody Rhodes to WrestleMania, mm. which obviously this next month or month and a half until Royal Rumble happens, which is why I think he declared so early for the Royal Rumble. Because, I mean, God damn, it's not even until like the middle of January. And oh, I'm already declared. They don't usually start doing this till right after Christmas. Maybe after Christmas is when they'll start. People will start. I'm entering the Royal Rumble because, you know, you got two, three weeks till it comes up. So we've got almost two months to go. So now I think that's why they did this stupid announcement now for declaring for the Royal Rumble because it didn't really make sense to do it this early. 
But now you've got him to Shinsuke and him are going to fucking feud until Royal Rumble, essentially, or maybe even right before Royal Rumble, or maybe even it may, well, the, the conclusion of the feud will probably happen at the Royal Rumble. The f- what, do you, what do you mean? Because he's an, he's an entrant. No, I know, but they're going to they're going to have they're going to probably have matches oh. until then. And the the or it, it will conclude in the rumble match yes, where that would make sense. Cody, maybe it's going to come down to where they're the last two and then they're going to fucking fight and have like a five or six minute actual match. Yeah. And then Cody throws him over. Yeah. And eliminates him. You. And then maybe they, they have one match at the pay-per-view in December. Yeah. And then you have maybe another match on raw and then each one drops one. They're one and one. And then the Royal rumble is the, that's like the third match or whatever you want to call it. I guess. Yeah. And uh, you got you got anything else to add for that segment or uh no i i liked it I, overall it was great i was one of, it was one of the highlight i honestly i think it was probably the best segment of the night in my opinion okay um because uh i think at <clears throat> some point i think what followed afterwards was <coughs> seth rollins coming out to talk about the future of the yeah world heavyweight championship right and uh Drew McIntyre comes out and gives his feel that he once more would like to have a title shot. Yeah. Which Seth Rollins reveals Jey Uso is going to be the person that he's facing. And right. I don't know how I feel about it. I, I think it's something they decided to further sow Drew McIntyre's descent into a heel. Yeah. Um... Because I don't know if I've seen Jay Uso win matches by himself because, and maybe I haven't been t- paying attention close enough, but I think I felt like his matches were being interrupted by the Judgment Day, so it seems kind of odd or inconsistent storytelling if Seth Rollins is is going to be facing Jay Uso if he hasn't really earned the number one contendership spot. Well, I don't know. Maybe he he earned it by by helping at Survivor Series, and during that match, they fucking like you know, hey man, we you earned my respect. I'm gonna give you a shot at the title. I see. You know, I guess, and and also several, fuck Drew McIntyre. Yeah, and sure. uh, I'm gonna give you a shot before he gets one because he, he he's already had a shot too. So right. Well, and then so then they're gonna set up. I feel like the yeah Jay is gonna get the title shot at this December whatever it is pay per view whatever's gonna happen in December. And then January, it well after that's done because obviously Rollins is going to probably retain the title. Yeah, in my throw, opinion, throwaway throw pay per view. It's it's going to be a throwaway match. It'll probably be a decent match. It'll probably be a good match because they're both good fucking good guys, good workers. But like, let's be honest. I I think I know the outcome because this has been the outcome for most WWE matches when it comes to title matches. Yeah, interference <laughs> by Drew McIntyre. Yeah, right. And then Drew McIntyre and fucking James at the. Too. Yeah, they they will feud potentially leading to after he beats him, then he Drew McIntyre will beat him and then he's going to get a title shot either at the Royal Rumble or fucking the next whatever the February pay-per-view is going to be. Yeah. Fastlane, I think is that was called. Yeah. Uh, so then Drew McIntyre be uh headbutts Seth Rollins, yeah. further cementing his heel turn. Right. To which at some point Sammy Zayn runs into fucking uh drew mcintyre and gives him a whole spiel about uh how nothing has been going his way when he faced 
uh, Roman Reigns at a Clash of the Castle. Yeah, that he got his shit. Oh, he got interfered with by the bloodline. Yeah, and Sami Zayn was giving his own parallel story. Right. Yeah, that he's like, hey, we both had it rough, but you need to fucking man up. Yeah, and and just stop being a bitch. Right. And then Drew McIntyre's like, you know what? You're right. That's why I'm gonna face you next week. Yeah, <laughs> which and help, was kind of yeah. was, it was a cool segment. I yeah. enjoyed it. Uh, I'm not really sure how that one's gonna turn out, but uh, consider me interested. I feel like Sami Zayn's gonna get manhandled. Oh, he's gonna get his ass whooped. That's definitely what's gonna happen. <laughs> I mean, I you know, it is what it is. Yeah, but um, and uh, where are we heading to next? Uh, well, I think we're heading. I think we're just basically heading into 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 CM Punk giving his fucking speech or whatever. Um. Or what is it? Not a speech. Well, there fucking... was the there was the match between Dominic Mysterio. Oh yeah, that's right. And uh... I gotta say, man. Uh, so it was Dominic, Dominic Mysterio and Ar- uh, Randy Orton. Let's say RKO. Yeah. Um. Uh, so this is the match where I thought his body looks like it's starting to show the signs of wear and tear. Yeah. Not quite as agile, but man, he could still do the moves. Like again, yeah. talking about the power slam, right? Yeah, uh, looked good, all that shit. Great match, <laughs> and I gotta say, man, JD McDonough probably becoming one. Of, I feel like this is where you hurt yourself when you become somebody that sells so well because you end up like Dolph Ziggler, right? Yeah, and JD McDonough has been selling everybody's moves like, like fucking dead. fucking great. Yeah, yeah, like so when you know when Randy Orton does that that DDT off the ropes. Oh yeah. Fucking, he looked like, he's, he's he, looked like he died. Yeah. I thought I was like, Oh God, he might've broke his neck on that one. Yeah. He looked like he was fucking dead and the guy's great, dude. Like I hope something is in the mix for him. Yeah, me too. Man. Yeah. Uh, so the matches, I, I think that was probably the match that I, I probably enjoyed the most of the night. Um, and now we get to the CM Punk segment. Yeah. And what, what do you, what were your, thoughts because i i feel like this is going to turn into a lengthy oh it is it is especially with where i would like to see them go with cm punk as we, <laughs> as we had talked about on my way to the thing the other day so i thought this promo was kind of i felt like it was kind of lackluster i thought it was also ass i thought it was somewhat it felt <clears throat> scripted from and maybe shit maybe all the stuff cm punk said was I don't know. I'm just going to say that this particular promo, the first one that he cut, felt inauthentic to him. I mean, he, he panders, but this one just felt flat on me. Like, yeah. it, I didn't I didn't like I it. Didn't, yeah, I didn't like it at all. I thought that it was just very kind of bleh. Like, it just didn't... Yeah, like you said, it was disingenuous almost. And it wasn't It wasn't CM Punk. It was. It was fucking... It was fucking I'm a I'm a cookie cutter baby face fucking promo. That's that's what it felt like. Like a fucking like some writer fucking wrote some shit for this dude and knows nothing about CM Punk. And I get it. He's coming back as the hometown quote unquote hero. Well, he was they were they were in Nashville, Tennessee. No, no, but so, yeah. I mean like when he came back at Survivor Series, right? He came back as the hometown hero at yeah. the end. Nobody knew he was going to be there. Huge pop. But I don't think CM Punk is at his best when he's the good guy, when he's the baby face. Mm-hmm. Well, when he was the martyr rebelling against the authority or whatever the yeah. fuck. Uh, 
and he had this pipe bomb moment. Yes. Yeah, I guess he was rebelling against something, but he was also that was his. I don't know if it was a it was a face moment, right? But he was also just kind of cutting it loose as a heel, right? So, so it was so it was he was like he was yeah, yeah it was kind of something. It was he was like a, it was that stone cold anti-hero type deal where yes. you're really you're a bad guy yeah. but you're just fighting somebody that the audience hates worse so yeah. then you become the good guy by default but you're like an anti-hero i guess yeah. so i i didn't really i yeah i didn't i didn't like the promo um or the thing it, it was very meh i don't know where they're gonna go with him with this i don't know where I I have I have a theory or not a theory or not a theory, but I guess I have an idea. What I would like to see, mm. what I think that what where I think is fucking money mm. for the fucking WWE, and how they could utilize him in a very unique fucking way. Okay. Can, can, can we? Well, let's get to the promo first. Yeah, let's, I was gonna say, can we? Can we sorry, still talk yeah, about this my bad, my bad. Go ahead. Yeah, it's just before we get to that. Yeah. yeah. Uh. I think the problem with it is that at this point, and not to say it's a bad thing because everybody's a hypocrite at some point in their lives. Yeah, and right. There's nothing problematic about that. We all change our perspectives and such. Yeah. But uh, I guess part of the reason why it seems inauthentic was because he had the same speech at AEW. Yeah. That he was home or where he thought he belonged and all that stuff. And, you know, he said when he came to AEW that uh, from, you know, at 20, I forgot what the years he indicated were, but it was basically the absence of his WWE career. Yeah. From, I don't know when to 2014 that he left. Like those years were left out of the conversation because it, it's almost as, as to him it, as if it, it never it happened. Never happened yeah. Right. And then he comes over here and says, oh, oh I'm finally home. I'm finally yeah. back home. Like, but. I guess that's that's why it was a little bit of a problem. It was the pandering as well. It's like, oh, oh, I'm I'm here, and you know, I came back for you guys, and yeah, you know, we know we probably got paid a dickload of money, and right, and and this was just like lightning in a bottle. It's like we got to strike while it's hot. We got to shit on, to- <laughs> we got shit in yeah, Tony Khan's sh- yeah, we uh, shit cereal, in his cereal, yeah. And then we got to shit in his mouth directly, right, and. uh so we did that, and then he did have a flash of himself when he made that joke about, "Oh, you have a, you guys are cheering for a Blackhawks fan." Like right, that yeah. was a little bit like yeah. him. Um, and then the rest of it was just, "Hey, I'm back, and thanks for thanks for greeting me so warmly, or whatever." And there was just as many people that were not fans of him returning. Right. Uh, so that more or less kind of like wraps up like how I felt about it is that, uh. I don't know, man. Well, it, it it wasn't the speech that I wanted to hear, and fuck, that was not the way to end Raw, dude. Uh, I nah, thought they should have yeah. started with him to strike while the iron's hot, and it, it just felt the whole Raw and felt like a miss. Start mis- whatever feud he's going to be in yeah. at the end. That's how you end the Raw. Yeah, is with him starting whatever feud he's gonna fucking start. And that's not to say that I don't. Uh, this thing is not indicative of what's to be expected yeah. of punk this was just kind of like a like a blip like a yeah, yeah a misstep but i think once he starts going against people and cutting p- promos against people he'll get exactly what he wants and we'll hear 
promos that we're going to be probably right. talking about and shit. And one thing I'm looking forward to as far as the future of the WWE goes, uh, something that they stole out of fucking AEW is that these media scrums that they've been having. Oh, yeah. So yeah. one of the best moments that CM Punk has had in AEW was this whole fucking thing about uh, saying he's working with children. Yeah. And, the, yeah. and there was this whole shake about whole stick about uh, muffins like he was promoting somebody yeah, it yeah. was like it was fucking hilarious so i'm actually looking forward to that when it comes to pay-per-views when they have those things what cm punk is going to be saying so that's something to look forward to yeah, yeah and as far like okay so now let's get to your theory so this is i don't even know if it's a theory but this is just what i would like to fight this is what i would like, oh, to, what see you would like this to is this is not maybe not so much a theory mm. i am gonna call it and say fuck it i think they're gonna do this okay okay but my or they're going to do a version of this <clears throat> i think that what they should do this is the josh from the the game rage wrestling josh fantasy fucking booking hour this is this is what this is about to become <laughs> all right um i think what you do you're the ww you're triple h okay you're 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 running you're making some some shit and you have the enemy's fucking oh well, you stole this dude from the enemy i say you don't fucking just stop there i think what you do is i think you fucking go and you take a couple other guys who were who were discontents from the wwe personally i think because he already has a good history with him i think you take sean spears aka ty dillinger when he was in the wwe i think you jack him back because he's just been sitting around doing jack shit for fucking aew uh, for the last however many fucking years. Poor bastard. Yeah, he is a poor bastard because he's a great fucking wrestler. I fucking love that dude. Um, you take him, you take the other guy, you take another guy from there. I don't know. It could be fucking anybody. Let's just insert name here. Insert name here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and you take who was also a discontent from the WWE. You take them back and you say, okay, guys, here's what we're going to do. We're going to bring back we're going we're gonna to rehash a storyline from the old WCW days that hasn't been done in over 20 fucking years. Uh, essentially, like the, the original way that this went down. And I mean, because as we talked about, they're, they're, they're rehashing shit from those days anyways. Might as well fucking do something useful with a, with a property that you have, right? So, and I haven't specifically said the, the property of what I'm talking about yet. Maybe people will be able to probably figure it out, but I will say it eventually. So you take those two guys, you have them start showing up. They come in through the crowd, grab a mic, say, hey, you fucking people, you WWE. Well, you can't say fucking, but you know what I mean? You, you say, hey, you, you WWE universe. You fucking know me and you know who I am. And you know what? You don't, or I don't know. You say something to that effect, right? You do that. You have them come do a couple things. You have them fucking do shit. You're obviously this whole time you're going to be building up CM Punk as a baby face for now. So you, you keep that going. You have these guys doing this shit, talking all this shit, saying they're from AEW without saying they're from AEW, you know, that kind of thing. You get that whole angle going and say, oh, no, we're here. The big, the big, the big, uh, what, what is he? Not the oil executive, but like whatever the, all the big, the big man over there is fucking, he hate, he's mad. And he sent us over here to fucking take you guys out. And then you go challenge some top WWE guys. Uh, you know, who knows who, who that would be. I don't know who you booked them against, but you booked them in a match. 
It's a three on two handicap match. And then you fucking have shit go sideways. And then fucking who comes out to fucking save the day for what looks like the WWE guys. Fucking gold CM Punk comes out. He comes out and he fucking gets in the ring and he's about to fucking maybe hit one of the one of the the bad guys or the AEW guys with a chair. And he turns around, he fucking whacks one of the WWE guys, right? He joins up with these dudes from AEW, and it's revealed all along that CM Punk coming back was the beginning of the t- of the attempted AEW takeover or whatever you want to call it, right? And then you reveal the next night. They're just they're back as the the NWO, the New World Order, the new new world, the order. new new world order, whatever you want to call it, right? I, I maybe you make up a new group name, I don't know, but I think that this is the perfect fucking opportunity to bring that NWO banner back. They fucking they fucked with it when they had that thing where they teased us with that Bray Wyatt and John Cena thing, and it was like alternate universe fucking John Cena when he was like the head of the yeah, NWO, the yeah. right? The Funhouse match. Yeah, they fucking teased us with that and then did nothing with it. They just left it alone. And I would love to see them legitimately bring back the NWO because you do have right now a pretty decent amount of factions that exist. And one of those things that what made the NWO work so good in my opinion, was because there were other factions for them to fight against. And so if you've got the one group that's trying to take over the company and maybe they start off as, ah, nobody really giving a shit about them, but then they take out a a faction maybe. Then they start having a couple guys join them. And then, oh shit. Now the other factions, amongst fighting against themselves, now they got to fight this faction that's beginning to slowly gain power. And then I think maybe you just you just take you own it you own the the NWO storyline because you bought it so you just redo that whole fucking storyline with a modern twist you fucking have CM Punk as the Hulk fucking Hogan he's the Hollywood Hogan of this NWO group he's the one maybe that I don't know maybe they fucking go against the Bloodline once they take over Raw maybe that's how you get the title off of fucking Roman Reigns if you're not gonna let Cody Rhodes do it. Then, and honestly, at this point, I don't know if I care. I I still would care, but I feel like they fucked up with the Cody Rhodes story. They made it, it's taking too long. No. So, I still would like to see that, but I don't know if it's going to happen. Either way. I don't know. I I don't know. Now the Randy Orton and CM Punk are in the mix. Like, I I don't fucking know anymore. Yeah, exactly. Who knows? And, or, or, Maybe you have Cody Rose join the AEW faction because guess what? That's also where he came from—a former WWE discontent. That could be a swerve in in the thing he's you know that you, that you throw in there. He joins up with the new NWO. All right. I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, you got more? Yeah. Well, so basically, I was just saying, you have CM Punk become the leader of this new NWO, and you have them fuck. You have an opportunity to run rampant and truly entertain that's where the money is right there in my opinion you think it would you would you think you'd be sports entertained with that oh, with this outcome i would be highly i would be sports entertained out of sports entertained that's what that's what i would become if they were to bring back the nwo and do it in this fashion ha huh, jesus christ and then 
obviously CM Punk and fucking, uh, you, you could have the literal Hogan and fucking Macho Man dynamic between the two of them where they kind of don't like each other, but they're on the same team now. So to go against the, the thing they hate, which is the machine of the WWE, you could, there's so much fucking play you could get out of that. And I kind of think that's what we need to not erase, but get the bad taste of this, this Roman Reigns nonsense and kind of reset the whole storyline here. Yeah, I really don't give a shit at this point what the Roman Reigns... No, yeah. is I don't care. The, the title reign is, is it means nothing. It's meaningless now to me. I don't give a shit. But what we need, and I and I don't think there's any salvaging that, and I don't think they should try to salvage it. Nope. But what I think that we need to focus on, and what they need to focus on, is the future of what comes after. And this bringing the NWO back would be a great fucking storyline to wipe the bad taste of Roman Reigns being champion for four fucking years or however long it's been out of our mouths. And to re, you could reset the entire storyline because then you have this NWO arc. You could do this arc for a couple years if you really wanted to. You could have a couple years of play out of this, potentially. Not where you keep the title on them and all that stuff, right? But at the end of it, you have them with all the title belts, mm -hmm. and then you have a final pay per view battle between the, what's left of the WWE and the NWO. And then you have them battle, and the WWE comes out on top, and now the NWO is gone and dissolved, and all those titles just get reset. And now you have new match, you have new, you reset the story, the storyline, the timeline, or whatever. Yeah. All right. So I, I will say something that goes against what you yeah, just yeah, said, sure. but also I will say the do the opposite and add to what you're yeah, taking yeah. back what you're saying. Good. All right. All right. So the nwo thing which would be fucking great because it's like a name that hasn't been around in 20 years right so the only problem with that is that the lwo exists and it kind of seems tacky to bring back the nwo when the lwo exists and even that was kind of shitty for them to bring back so i don't know necessarily if i would like for that to, i mean sure it, i think it'd be cool for that to happen will yeah. it actually happen i don't know um, sure. Yeah. Who knows? I guess if the if it were to happen, to, if I were to piggyback what you were saying, and you pretty much everything that you mentioned up until the point that they, uh, I think you have a a civil war within the NWO. Yes. I think I think you can have like a I guess I don't know if you would call it like a Greek tragedy or whatever. Um. But you know how like the gods, like the Greek gods would fight amongst themselves. Right. Or rather, even like the the Titans were fighting the Greek gods, you know, because yeah, yeah. Zeus was trying to establish himself right. as being the you know, Yeah. Trying to trying try, try to show who's boss. As being the top dog. Yeah. So then I think at some point okay, so the NWO exists, right? Yeah. So then you have you have something biblical happen where CM Punk is basically God, but then he has his second in command who is probably going to be akin to like uh, Randy Orton being like champion or something. He's yeah. Like, he's like, you're the next in line or whatever. So then what happens is that this guy is like, well, you're CM Punk. You've been champion for like, when's, when am I going to get my shot? Yeah, or whatever. Right. He's like, I've been IC champion or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And then that kind of splinter is like, I want the glory. I want to be the top dog of the business. So then what ends up happening, I think is that out of, the NWO 
I think CM Punk has his plants, like his his trust, his brain trust. Yeah. And you have like Nexus come out of as that like a, as a third party. Right. And they're like, well, this is like the real group of NWO. This, this right. Is, this is the my Nexus. Brain, this is my brain trust. Right. Yeah. Here. You can have whatever this is, but we're the champions. So like we retain all this. And then that's how you pit. That's how you have a civil war yeah. moment amongst right. the group. Uh, and maybe before that, you actually have the the rest of the WWE go against them. But then, right. yeah. But then things things fall apart after that. It's like, well, the people that feel like they're not being benef- they're not benefiting from within the stable itself. Right. They start a civil war. Yeah, and and I think bringing back the NWO storyline or faction or whatever you want to call it. I think that that would reinvigorate and add that level of unpredictability. Yes. That what that is sorely fucking lacking in WWE programming at this current mm. juncture. Yeah. It's it's all very predictable, it's very cookie cutter and it's it needs something to spice it up. And I think that that is the fucking injection of capital that the WWE needs to fucking bring that back to bring back that fucking oh man i don't know what's actually going to happen tonight what is the nwo how are they going to fucking interfere or how are they going to mess up the operation tonight and you don't have to rehash the same thing where they go take over the truck i mean you can do all that but you can do that storyline and things like that in a modern you know in a modern way yeah in whatever way that works right in a different way and I think that that would be fucking amazing. That that's where the money is to me. And to me, the NWO name is always going to be fucking worth something. And I think this is a way that you can also bring it back and not tarnish the name of, of the NWO or tarnish the reputation of that. Because the NWO would be introduced to a whole generation that never fucking had the NWO. And those of us that remember it, that were around for it and watched it happen originally. I think that you could do this in a way that's very respectful to us and it doesn't make them look like bitches or it doesn't tarnish the name or the reputation, I guess, of the yeah. NWO because that, that, that was be my concern is with the fucking, uh, the LWO existing that it wasn't nearly as cool as it was when it existed. Let's be honest. I mean, the LWO, because, that's what happened with the NWO. It's, a par- they, it's like a parody. Yeah. Well, yeah. it was it, the NWO became so conflated that it had its own little factions within itself. Yeah. And you had the NWO red and black. You had the NWO black and white. You had the NWO OG is what they called it, which was like the original guys after the red and black fucking. It, it was like it got super convoluted towards the end. Yeah. Because Sean, they didn't Shawn Michaels. Well, when he was in the WWE or when it was when they came to the WWE. Yeah, he was in it. It was like and yeah, it was just fucking <laughs> it was like, what? But so in WCW, though, it became all it was all these fucking things. And in the, I don't think the NWO storyline and the WWE ever really got utilized fully. Yeah, it was a very short lived fucking thing. They literally came back. February of 2002 and the NWO was basically well Hogan was out right after WrestleMania fucking 18. So a month later basically the NWO is is gone. So or not gone but it's drastically changed and so and then it petered out I think a month or two after that. So really they only came back for a few months essentially. Mm. 
one month basically as their original incarnation and then that was the end of it so i don't think it's ever been really brought back up again i think that now's the time it's been enough time that's passed because again that was over 20 years ago now yeah to where it hasn't that name hasn't been fucking seen on wrestling programming in 20 years i think you can i think you can do it i think you can do it successfully i think if anybody could do it triple h could do it i think that when they brought back dx the first time that was they did it in a very tasteful and respectful manner to the original dx name now granted Shawn michaels found jesus uh <laughs> since then so yeah. they weren't able to do all of the things but they still did some of the things yeah like Shawn michaels uh super kicking you know giving, yeah. giving sweet chin music to fucking staff in the back like, yeah fun stuff like that or like that super little, kick, yeah super kicking that little girl. girl yeah like that's fucking hilarious yeah. and so now when they disappeared and then fucking brought it back again and then disappeared and then they brought it back two or three fucking times. Yeah, then it started to get a little whatever. Yes. But I don't think you have that problem with the NWO because it hasn't really been around. And mm. so I, I would love to fucking see it go this way. And I don't know if the guys who are the writers at WWE, like there's the meme that it's like, oh, the writer pretending to do work so that he continue can continue to get paid from WWE. And then it's just, it's just the computer and no one's sitting at it. <laughs> it's like, Oh, they're not even faking it anymore. Like they're just, they're just not even phoning it in. They're just not doing it at all. And so, or the one voice of reason, Freddie Prince jr. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I also, I also think that it's something that, would get people who are like older wrestling fans, like us, I should say. It would get us bought back into WWE programming, I feel like. And I think you could do it in a manner where you maybe saved some more of the risque type stuff for the Peacock fucking special events. Mm. You know, the the risque parts of the storyline with not risque in terms of like sexual innuendo, but I mean like the 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 violence or the ruthlessness type stuff. Yes. You can save that because they're not doing that on regular TV on, on a TV PG program. You're not really getting that. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they should go away from that. I mean, yeah, I think they should, but I don't think it's realistic at all. But you could do those TV 14 things on the, the Peacock programming. Yeah. And I think that's totally acceptable to your advertisers will still fucking be cool with it. And, you know, you can still make your money and you can you can pay homage to the past and you can respect the fans who still watch that were from that era. Yeah. You know, so I hope they fuck. I I know it's I know it's probably never going to fucking come to fruition, but God, yeah, wouldn't not that pipe be dream, fucking... but the pipe or not a pipe bomb, but a pipe dream, but a pipe. Yes, but a pipe dream, perhaps. And, yeah. uh, you know, maybe maybe they'll, or maybe they'll bring back Nexus. Maybe they'll bring it back. And I think CM Punk needs a group he will. is what I think he, eventually. And that I think that's where they're going to go with it. I think he's going to have some sort of faction because I think factions are here to stay at the moment. Yes. Well, as long as Triple H is around, I feel like that he's the main, like you said, he's. The, I feel like he's the main driving force behind getting the factions going. Damage control is about to fucking go away or about to change dramatically. Yeah, I think Asuka is going to take over and right. Bailey will be on the outs and, and then, then she'll, turn, she'll, she'll, she'll turn face. Yeah, and she'll form her own fas- uh, faction to fight against them. So, but 
factions are where it's at, man. Yeah. And I think they've been gone for so fucking long. Really? In the, or I shouldn't say gone because there's always been one kind of faction at least that's existed. Mm. But ever since probably Evolution, I don't think there's really been... I mean, Nexus was okay, but I don't think there's been a super fucking dominant faction. I don't, the, I don't think the the Wyatt family, but they they jobbed. Yeah, they the did. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. they they jobbed. Evolution didn't job for anybody. People jobbed for them. Yeah. And this is where like you could do that with the NWO if you brought them back because NWO ain't doing jobs. NWO is getting jobs done for them. Yeah. So all right. Anyways. So beyond that, yeah. Now we get into the reality. Of yes. <laughs> yeah. Which. We kind of got into our dream scenarios, yeah. but let's talk about no, the reality yeah. of what will actually, what we believe will is conceivable. Re- realistically happen. Yeah. And so, well, I've been talking. You go ahead. Um, I think the way CM Punk will be utilized is almost to the equivalent of the world heavyweight title or even the undisputed title, that he is a coveted piece at this point. And what that means is that if somebody were to get in a feud with him, that they would go over that this is an indication that they are heading in the direction of being main event material. Mm-hmm. So I think for an extended period of time for the foreseeable future, CM Punk will not be in the main event picture for. And I, I think it's honestly a big mistake if they do jump right into Seth Rollins and CM Punk right away, because I don't want to see CM Punk holding a title right away it's they did it's that too, in AEW. It's, it's too quick it'll it'll mean nothing especially because he's already an established wrestling figure putting a title on him won't mean shit yeah it'll only mean something when the feud is fucking great like the story around it is great so in order to get there i think you have to put him against rising talent or you put him against established talent somebody like Drew McIntyre or Cody Rhodes or Shinsuke Nakamura. So it it warms us up. It warms us up to CM Punk once more in the WWE universe. Um, And then it also lets him build towards getting into the main event title picture once more. If if that even happens at all, it'll be something like, like Chris Jericho coming back that he, you know, comes back for an extended period of time. And, you know, he feuds with somebody and maybe he'll go away for like four months and they'll come back and then do something. Yeah. Fuck, man. That just gave me a what if Chris Jericho is the guy they get to fucking come back and be in the NWO oh, with man. CM Imagine, Punk, man. Oh, dude, that'd be so great to have those two. And what would be funny, it would be ironic, too, because oh, wait, Jericho. AEW, but well, yeah. well, no, but what I'm saying, he he was a WWE discontent. That's why he went to AEW. What if yeah. they snipe him back? And then what if. All right, just to not get off on the too bad of a tangent, but here we go with the pipe dream shit. But what? Okay, but think about this. Chris Jericho, how ironic would it be? He hated the NWO. That's one of the reasons he quit working in WCW was because he felt like that the NWO was just getting all the fucking shit and he was just getting shit on the whole time. Right. So now for him to come back and to maybe reform or be the be the head, one of the heads of the NWO in the WWE would be just fucking hilarious. (laughs) That'd be ironic and awesome at the same time. But anyways, okay, back to reality. So you think that CM Punk's going to be utilized in a or would like to see him in a non-title non-title role, maybe some non-title feuds 
He's yeah, it's for like the equivalent of having the Undertaker where yeah. if you take his streak, you're you're going you're, over. Yeah. So right. he, he's kind of the same thing. If you can go toe to toe with him, you're going cutting over. a promo. Yeah. And you get a match with him and you win like a, yeah, a two out of three over. series, then you're you're next in line for the future of the WWE. So or or if you're an established figure, it puts you back on the right path to become champion. Right. Even if it's only for uh, a six month period, or if you, you know, yeah. you get your one fucking bone thrown at you. Yeah. If you're Cody Rhodes, like, this would be a great feud to get with him, uh, to have CM Punk and Cody Rhodes go at each other. Um, if he becomes like the stopgap champ right. from from Roman Reigns to Cody Rhodes, like, right, yeah, and then yeah, because the Rhodes family never gets their never gets their day, or maybe they actually do, but gonna peter out or whatever for some bullshit reason he won't be champion for longer than fucking 60 days or something yeah but uh i think for sure he he should be used as uh, a benchmark for rising talent and the title brains will come i don't know maybe a year from now yeah what do you got I, i i can see that um i do think that CM Punk, Randy Orton coming back, obviously, are probably going to uh, negatively affect certain individuals on the rosters. Yeah, it pushes, yeah, pushes people back down so you can make room for them. And I think utilizing them in factions maybe assists with that not necessarily having, having to happen because they don't need to be in the title picture become relevant or to stay relevant because they have a faction that they're going around and fucking doing fucking shit up with or doing whatever. So, uh, I also, I, I would like to see with CM Punk to where he maybe elevates Gunther into the main event picture. I think maybe that's the mechanism by which he goes up and listen, honestly, I feel like whoever beats Roman Reigns is going over, right? Whoever fucking takes the title off of him is for sure going over. And you don't want to, I guess I could see from the business standpoint, you don't want to waste it on somebody who's already old. Okay. Now that you mentioned the Gunther versus CM Punk thing. Yeah. I think how you sell that match is that this guy considers himself like the ring general. So yeah, CM Punk sells himself as the best in the world. He's like, oh, now we got to find out who is the best. Between the both of us. Right, yeah. Man, that's all I got. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I think that would be a sweet fucking, a sweet feud. Yeah. And you have Gunther, whatever. Maybe he's still Intercontinental Champion, and maybe this none of this is for the title. But then maybe during that time period, he drops the title or something. Or maybe you have him drop the title, and then this is the next feud he gets into. Is the first feud after the title is CM Punk. That would be- that probably makes more sense. Yeah. So you do that and then CM Punk, you know, they they trade, they go for fucking three pay-per-views and then CM Punk fucking uh, puts him over in the end. And I think that if you have, uh, back to with the Cody Rhodes thing, realistically, I think you have him probably, hopefully, he, well, Cody Rhodes is definitely going to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania again. Um, and then here's the problem with that too. Now we're going to get the same fucking main event two years in a row. And hopefully we get a different outcome, I guess. But 
again, that's kind of where we see this whole not not what's it called where you have uh where you have fucking deja vu or whatever. It's like we're just it's like same old shit again. You know, it's well, now we're getting redundant or Yeah, well, we're getting the same match we got last year, but maybe with a different out- outcome, right? Uh I'd still like to see Cody Rhodes win the goddamn title at WrestleMania. I don't know if Cody Rhodes is the dude that needs to fucking take it off of Roman Reigns. I think that I think that you need I think you need your next whoever your next star is going to be that you're going to build. That's who needs to take the title belt off Roman Reigns. And if it's Gunther, awesome. If it's fucking somebody else, I don't think anybody who is established should be the or is established in the main event picture should be the one to fucking take the belt off of fucking Roman Reigns. I think it needs to be a new guy. Okay, I think I think I can I found a way that he can take care about Cody Rhodes being undefeated. Yeah. So because he's built relationships with Jey Uso, uh, ah shit, I don't know if that works because the bloodline, you know, lost a member. They're looking kind of thin. Yeah. But you know how they always interfere right. with like with matches and shit. Yeah. So the WrestleMania moment that I imagine is that there's literally nothing that could stop Cody Rhodes from winning. So all the people that he, cause he, he's kind of like, sorry, I'm out of breath. Cause I just did pushups. <laughs> <laughs> so the story that you spin is that Cody Rhodes has been the, been the boy scout do gooder that has built relationships with people across both brands. Yeah. And that, Everybody that he's helped interferes in the match so that the bloodline are like trying to make sure that Roman Reigns wins. Yeah. But then everybody else comes out for Cody Rhodes to win. Uh-huh. So you have everybody like so that everybody's invested in Cody Rhodes finally fucking winning the fucking championship. So that's yeah. how you sell. That's to me how you sell that moment is that everybody that is for Cody Rhodes is like this guy's done right by me. Let's fucking make this happen. Let's will this to right yeah to, to be in coming existence that'd be fucking sweet yeah so that's yeah so uh that's how i think that'll happen but what what else i mean did you have anything else to add no i think that was pretty much it where we at on uh our our 15, 15 minutes oh, right, man fuck yeah. yeah we did a good did, did some more good work yeah you got anything else for this uh episode no i mean that was pretty much it i'm sure we'll yeah. catch up on everything else that'll happen with uh wrestling on a weekly basis yeah if we continue to go on the streak that we've been having with Two day streak or two, two back to back streams. Yeah, I mean uh, episodes. I mean whatever. shit. Yeah, because uh, this this one, this one's gonna come out. I'm gonna put this one out because we did the other one this week. I technically put it out on Monday, so we'll do it every Monday. So it it would go out on Monday of next of this upcoming week. Yeah, and hopefully we're invested enough to just keep watching keep Raw at least. Yeah, or, or it'll, keep, it'll be telling yeah. if things are going good or or interesting enough that we still invest that we can at least have shit to talk about. So, yeah, fucking, uh, anyways, uh, you know, if you enjoyed, uh, this episode, fucking, uh, stay tuned for, for hopefully more, uh, like Adam said, we're going to try and do this as often as possible. Hopefully the fucking, uh, what is it? Keep continues the, the storylines in WWE continue being at least watchable yeah. and decent so that we can keep fucking, you know, talking about it yeah shout out to the r-truthers out there oh, if you, shout out if you're, if you're an r-truth mark dude yeah if you're an r-truth mark fucking hit us up on instagram or fucking tiktok at game rage magazine or on twitter slash x at game rage mag 
And also stay tuned for the official Game Rage Wrestling R-Truther tinfoil hat because those will be on sale <laughs> soon. Or at least a shirt will be on sale. Yeah. About something to do with R-Truth, R-Truther. Yeah. Because uh, I don't think WWE can stop us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they can try, but I, I don't think they can. I Hopefully think... it's transformative enough that we can't get sued. Well, I think the word R-Truther is, they don't own it. And I think it's, it's and it's going to be a tinfoil hat. It's so, ours, damn it. We, yeah, we, we fucking started. invented that shit. So fuck off. Yeah. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. And, you know, uh, stay tuned for all that good shit. So we'll catch you on the next one. That was another wonderful, amazing, powerful episode of the Game Rage Wrestling Podcast. And take it from me, ladies and gentlemen, the natural lad, Jet Swag. If there's one podcast, one show you should be listening to that you should be absolutely grateful for, it's the Game Rage Wrestling Podcast. And one of the things you can do to show your appreciation for all the hard work and dedication that these boys put out day in, day out, just for you people. It's that you can go and you can subscribe and you can like and follow them on the Instagram and the TikTok at Game Rage Magazine. You can also follow them and like them and subscribe to them on the old Twitter, which I don't know what it's called now, but who cares? It's at Game Rage Mag there. Additionally, if you feel the need to really show your appreciation, which you should, then go to their website at www.gameragemagazine.com and show us some love. Show them some love and show some love for the natural lad, Jet Swag.